Welcome back, everyone. Uh, the, today is uh, February 12th. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and we're doing a special short little f- uh, show with you. Of course, as always, this, this is Movie Talks. This is Daniel. This is Fernando. This is Ernest. And uh, we have a good lineup for you. We are doing the... First, we'll be talking about The Last of Us, which we've, I, we haven't covered it for a while. So we'll be doing a little short thing of uh, episode two, three, and four. And then we're going to uh, finish up with uh, Bullet Train. You know, we both have a lot to say. And then finally, then at the end, we'll be talking about Tick, Tick, Boom, which we, uh, Fernando, chose the uh, musical uh, choice. <laughs> and uh, I pretty I'm, I'm gl- I want to know what he has to say about that. So we're going to go straight into that, or that's going to be the last part of the show? Oh, we'll do the last. Okay. But uh, let's go over how The Last of Us now has been. Uh, this week, because of Super Bowl, it started this fr- Friday. Yesterday. So yesterday. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you guys think of it, actually? Go for it, Ernest. You're our special guest. Uh, well, thank you. I actually haven't uh, watched the latest episode I meant to this week and haven't got around. But as far as the previous, what, three? I two, it is, yeah, two and three. I've been pretty solid, in my opinion. They have been going to a different direction in some points. You know, uh, what do you think of it, Fernando? Well, it is true, because if you look at the documentary, you know, the little short recap at the end and the director's commentary, um, it actually tells you, it's like, is this is not supposed to be just like the game. It's supposed to be an adaptation. But the adaptation has been really good so far. I've I've actually been very impressed with how they've been driven the story throughout. It's been up and down. I would say this uh, this latest episode. Have you watched it yet? Oh yeah. It's my least favorite of all the all of it. Really? Well, because okay, so let's start with a beginning. Uh, episode two that was basically when uh, Tess died. That one was decent. I mean, that I the level that they had, but that was a museum, right? Mm-hmm. And they they kind of get what fairly on what you know what happened there, and the way she died is different from what not completely different, but in some points different because the mercenaries killed her instead of you know she getting tongue t- kissed by a, 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 <laughs> one of those guys her, yeah. getting yeah. tongue like a hundred tongued uh, runner kiss. Yeah, that was kind of odd, but I was like, eh, like that's fine. Uh, I think that that was one of the scenes where she had she should have been demolished. Yeah, I know. I, I guess the, the director was trying to make Tess die with ease. You know, trying to give the audience something. She do. I don't parasite easy. tongue. That's not that easeful. Here's the thing, and, and that's what bothers me about it. Because if you, well, you guys haven't seen the the latest episode. But in, in last night's episode, there's a, even a kid that goes insane. It's like a little baby clicker. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah I've oh, seen like that. That was I believe that was in the game, no? No. I'm, I don't think I ever saw a baby clicker. I've in the never game. seen a baby clicker either. But on this one, the uh, all the clicker, all the runners, they're going insane on everyone. And the fact that this runner didn't go crazy on Tess is like, why? Yeah. Why did they do that? Well, I guess they try to make it more dramatic. Because, you know, the whole... Like, oh my god my lighter doesn't work for some reason when i need it like every mm-hmm. single smoker when they need a cigarette <laughs> you know it the just cliche. yeah it and then also at the very end you know it works i don't know that yeah. didn't bother me at least her at least her acting i loved uh, she was a i don't know if you guys know her that she was from fringe and 
I don't know if you guys seen that. No, I haven't mm. seen that. Oh my god, I do. But yeah. that's a long time ago. I know she looks so different. I didn't notice that until I saw her again. I'm like, oh, I know that. I know that eyes. Like for me, mm-hmm. I know people from eyes, and I was like, oh my god, that's her. But her acting is so good. I, I kind of. Oh, that is so sweet of you to notice hey, people's you know, eyes. That's how you can tell the difference of <laughs> people. But she was such a good actress. I came in. Uh, See what soon was happening with these characters that I'm noticing is, I wish there was m- they they were alive instead of all these tragic things that happened to them. And Tess's her acting was so good in it, I was just like, oh, I wish I had more of her. Yeah, well, in the game is short lived. Short lived. Well. I know. I just uh, uh, episode three was the infamous uh, not infamous. I would say that no. it was a really good, for my opinion, the Bill and Frank story. Yes. So. Quickly, uh, list, uh, just tell me what you all thought about it. Now, I mean, a lot of people have seen it, so they kind of know the dynamic of these two characters. And Well, there's a lot of controversy, though. A lot. Online, people on the internet are going crazy over well, this. Well, let's not go over that, because it's... Let's just, let's just, I'm just going to touch very briefly on it. Very briefly. It's not going to be controversial or anything, but people are just going crazy because they didn't realize that uh, was Bill gay. was gay. But all the signs were there. Like yeah. the dirty magazines in the car, mm-hmm. uh, the letter towards uh, Bill, they were passion notes. Yes, right. even no one like be- even between friends, there's no way that they can have such dynamic and such passion towards each other. I mean, he's holding back his cry, his tears as well when he sees yeah. Frank hanging. So I mean, I don't care if he, one of y'all died. I'd be like, oh, that sucks, but yeah. not the way he took it as. You know, I was actually a little worried about that scene because usually they try to bring all these woke ideologies, okay, when it comes to um, uh, gay relationships. Mm-hmm. But I thought, wow, it really surprised me. It did not bring out the the whole woke mentality. And I think they did an amazing job showing the love story of these two. Yes, because what, what I would say is that even if you was to make them a girl, 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 boy, the story of those two relationships would still be the same as the same dynamic. I mean, of course, it'd be different actors and they would have to portray it differently. But the story itself is such a unique and dynamic. It's such a it's a thing where in the world where death is everywhere, and you just you're just not wanting to do anything, you know that these two people found each other and was able to even ups and downs and to go over the way they did was a nice break of all this sadness that we constantly feel. I mean, yeah. of course, you know, we all know they died at the end, but I don't know. Oh, it was Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is totally awesome. <laughs> no, they, they really did humanize their relationship and the direction, plus the acting on top of that really mm-hmm. it made it seem like this show seems pretty real in my opinion when i'm watching it you know it's not like uh whatever i actually no, feel what's yeah going no of on. course you got dri- the, it was, the story was told really good mm-hmm. like they did that <laughs> well one of them it, and the weirdest part for me was seeing ron swanson that's yeah. the one you know okay. being yes. gay <laughs> yes and, and to me it was ron swanson but he would a never good... see you doing that <laughs> uh, yeah but he wasn't that gay he was the the how would you say Alpha gay, yeah, you know, not the typical, not the, <laughs> the typical masculine. one, the masculine. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen that. We've I don't know. That. He was the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But, but he did always have the same, <laughs> like you know, the whole survivor list. That's basically what Juan Swanson was, and to see that, I was like, oh wow. 
you know, when they started playing, when I saw Ron Swanson as Bill, I was like, okay, this is great. You yeah. know, I, I, I'm into it. You know, Ron Swanson, they picked him perfectly. And then they started kissing. I was like, oh, Ron Swanson. I didn't know you had it in you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess he has range now, huh? Yeah, oh, he, has, he definitely has range. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah, that was one of the one shocking. And even when they, he's at the, the bedroom scene, I was like, whoa, whoa. Okay, this is you know, as the story notch. progresses, right, right. You start to fall in love with him, you know, yeah. with the characters, with the story. Well, I was even like, Frank. Oh my god. Frank was a, such a total opposite of what Bill was. And I and I've I honestly think if it wasn't for Frank being part of Bill's life, I think that he would have probably Bill probably gone insane or would have been as evil as uh Joe and Joe has been. Or just hateful in general. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, just you know, you know solitude. It's so isolating. And yeah, just... it's solitude brings the worst in people. Well, what was what did Frank say that? Oh, uh, like th- it's the details that makes us the show that we that, that we care or we love. Like, you know, show that we care and love. Mm-hmm. And it was when you throw out the whole story. It's the small little things that they did for each other. Like at the end, how he made the dinner and everything, the dinner and the wine, of how they first met. Because I think the first, I don't know what the first eight. Oh, and, and, I, and there's meal. one thing that I noticed too about that. Uh, when they fe- when they first met, uh, Frank turns around because I think uh, Bill puts down the plate and having the veggies towards him first. Uh-huh. But then he turns the, turns the plate around, rotates it, and goes for the meat first. And then the Last Supper, Frank uh, Bill puts the plate down. And then he already puts it towards oh, yeah, the, the stick it. towards him already, so that way Frank doesn't have to like rotate the mm-hmm. plate. I thought that was wow. That's that's detail right that's there. That's detailed. That's detail. So in the best part about this, I guess, relationship between Bill and Frank is, it was like any other relationship. Mm-hmm. It was it was a relationship that was trying to make things work, like an actual marriage, making things work. And fighting, even though there was fighting, even even though there was uh, a lot of uh, verbal things, they still managed to get things done. Yeah, to just to get the marriage to work. Yeah, and that's what I meant by humanizing these things. You know, we all go through that. So why are this? Why? Are, yeah, I've never really seen that displayed on any other movie, as far as no. And, the, and the, I'm glad they did a full episode on it because otherwise the story would have not been told that way. See, the director was really trying to have the audience fall in love with these characters. Because otherwise, I mean, 10, 15 minutes of screen time would have not been enough for this story. And that's the bigger controversy I want to talk about more. Is not because of the relationship. The relationship was, yeah, okay, yeah. But is the fact that it didn't follow the game of how what happened. So such as in this one, in this one, it's totally about the relationship. But in the game, it's strictly... Ellie and Joe meets Bill, and then there was no story about Frank, mm-hmm. right? And it's the whole thing of them trying to go into the school and yada, you know, Bill. There's yeah, so better game you have. So for those who don't know in the audience, in the game, uh, Joe and Ellie went to see Bill because Bill owed him a favor, and they wanted a car, and they knew that they could go to Bill and get a car, but turns out that Frank. Uh, build a car in secret. He kept it secret mm-hmm. from Bill, but then he got bitten, so he decided to kill himself, and he just left a note for Bill telling him how much of an a-hole he was. And then Joe and Ellie just took the car from there. 
They mm. didn't go into the whole love story yeah, of who yeah, they it was, were. It was briefly in there. That's why a lot of people didn't, a lot of people who didn't really know about the game would say, like, well, why did they have to make these people gay? Well, because it was a small little detail that... It was insinuated, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it was insinuated. It was a little bit piece of pieces. We all knew it, but we were just like, oh, okay, we passed Here's the thing. In, in the game, the video game creators did something really, really subtle. Uh-huh. Okay. With men, it's okay to see women kiss. But when men see other men kiss other men, that's when they draw the line. The game, we all know that Ellie gets to a point where we know that she's a lesbian. Yeah. And still, people kept playing, and they thought it was great. So to some people, just to see uh, a woman kiss another woman, it's fine. But when they see another man kiss another man, it was to draw the line, which is why they didn't show that story between Bill and Frank. But they wanted to expand it to a wider audience. And yeah, like you said, they... I, I they think were very I, cautious with yeah, it. Yeah, they was weird. Um, and of course, uh, the way they ran away from the car, they basically boosted the car up and then they went to the next adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, four and five, I think that's... I would consider that a combined episode because it all has to do with them being in Kansas City and dealing with uh, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Now, this story, this part, kind of like... Not really my favorite because it's something that they totally went away from the away from the the video game. I mean, even with the Sam and Henry part, which, yeah, not really because they're still in the game. Fedra's taken over, right? Fedra is taken over in the game, and but they did put a little twist uh, yeah, between whole, Henry and his brother. Well, the part of him Kathleen. being deaf. Yeah, because Joel is only trying to run away from them. Yeah. Joel and Ellie they're, and Henry, they're just trying to run away from these people who are just see they're killing in the street. Okay? Henry witnessed that. His brother witnessed that. Joel witnessed that. And they're just trying to run away. They we're talking about in the video game, right? Yeah, in the video game. But in in the story, in the, in the, in the show, they actually introduce Kathleen. Yeah. Which I don't know. I think she's kind of irrelevant at this moment, but I can see why. Maybe I can see maybe why they would want to chase Henry or why he's on the run. I I understand that part, but the whole part of having her leading this like leading this I don't know what they call it, them freedom fighters. Fire, are they the fire? I thought they were the fireflies. No, they no, were the fireflies. Yeah, free, they were screaming freedom for the people. So yeah, I guess revolutionaries. Right. But to have her only play in two episodes and try to make her a bigger part, I mean, it's kind of like a moot point. I would say it's kind of a moot point because we all know what happens. They're not going to stay in this, this this section of the United States. No, they don't even be, not going to be in Kansas City for that long. So why even have that? They could have just have a unknown villain or just have a whole bunch of people after them. Yeah. We also don't really know where they're going since they're not staying to the you know a game That is very true. Cuz right. if they did that it'd probably be over in what maybe four or five episodes, you know. <laughs> so to deter as much as they're doing it, I kind of see it going becoming a little bit more intense with her. If anything they're probably building enemies throughout the story. Agreed, right. Yeah. So I mean, I figure she would Okay, spoiler alert, she does die, which it's one of the dumbest well, I got to say it's a, one of the dumbest death. Not dumbest. Okay, I take that back. Not dumbest, but un, like it's like eh. cliche. Yeah, it's like uh. Could have done without it. Yeah, or, you know she could. I would. She could have been around. Right. I would prefer that she survived, and be like, I'm a, I'm gonna get you, Joe. No, it's either a really gruesome death or survive. 
I personally would have preferred to see her ran get ran over by clickers. Oh, that would be awesome. I would personally rather see that. Yeah. And okay. also another thing that I don't like about it is like her performance, which is weak. Uh, like she's like this, like really sweet girl. It's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. Sometimes those are the those are the ones that are like yeah. that. Yeah. No, man. Like, I, well, I, I guess I'm not used to seeing that on TV. Yeah. Uh, I think. Well, okay. Her she was played by uh, I forgot. I think it's her name is Melanie Caskin Caskins, but she plays in a lot of always motherly roles. That's why I, she's also in um, Yellow Jacket. Don't look up. I believe. Is she not, don't look I think up? she's Leo's wife in that movie. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't I've know. never seen her before. And, and if I have, I, I don't remember her. But she always has this very sweet and nice role. So her for her to be kind of deadly, I'm like, oh, okay, that's new. Uh, so Wait, She was so sweet, you know? And, 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 and the her bodyguard or, you know, I guess that lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Or you know the Call f- of Duty looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, your brother didn't get things done. You did. And in this episode that just happened, and you look at her, it's like, oh, it look, she looks so cute. You know, I guess she, you don't show the position of power. You oh. know, because everything follows a type if you think about it. You know, people who get things done are usually more outgoing. You know, they're assertive. more more assertive. Yeah, with but things. when she said, um, I love this one line, they're like, so are, are, are they going to be on trial? She goes, no. Just burn the bodies. It'll be fast. I know. When I heard that, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. She's being assertive, but she's so sweet about it. It makes it sound like killing is okay. Well, okay. So <laughs> <not calling laughs> motherly that. advice. But wouldn't that be like in a pandemic kind of world, an apocalypse where that's just a normal thing? Like, yeah, you, yeah, it's fine. Like, you can't have no heart, but to her to be that. Of you know, a- if here's the thing if I was her son, and my mom said, You're like, oh, you know, it's okay, honey. Just kill them and burn the bodies. It would make it seem so okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, mother. Yes, mom, of course. Don't worry. They won't <laughs> Those be, there won't chores. be any trace of them by the time I'm done with them. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> Those are your apocalyptic chores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sh- you're not having dinner until you kill two people, okay? <laughs> make it quick. Make- the funny thing about that, now we talk about the lieutenant. I'm sorry, but that was, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. Uh, we talk about the lieutenant. Now, that's an interesting. That, now, do you know that's an added character? That's actually Tommy's voice from the video game. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, um, he's going to be in it. And also, um, jo- uh, Troy Baker is going to be somewhere in the film. The I'm voice of there. Joel? No. That's the voice of Joel, right? Yes, that's the voice of Joel. Because you know Ellie's mom, Ellie's uh, mom's gonna be played by Ashley Johnson, who was the voice. Of, so they, they kind of you know put these people in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's these are my favorite. Uh, what do you guys think about Sam and Henry and how they changed him to be deaf? I uh, thought that was great. I thought it added more drama to it. I thought it was. What do you think? I haven't seen the latest episode. Oh, that's right. You have. I'll go seen home it. and watch it today. Um, I thought it was good. Because I personally think it makes him more dramatic because he won't be able to hear anything coming. So the kid has to rely on his big brother. Okay, so speaking of that, he gets bitten. Now, according to the film, uh, to the show, the only way I could see them getting bitten was when they're underneath the car. Mm-hmm. That, I mean... That would be the only time, yeah. Yeah. So I, I wish they never... Well, I guess you kind of have to incinerate that, but... 
I guess they wish. I wish they never showed it because we never know how they got bitten. I think it was maybe. No, they do in the game. They do. Was it because they go under 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 underground? Yeah. Um. Well, actually, I'm I'm not sure, but that's actually one of the part where I'm sad they cut out because in the game they go underground, mm-hmm. and there's like it's very clear. You know, there's toys, there's uh, uh classrooms, but then as you go in deeper, it's like it becomes like a sewer, and then there's like a tons of clickers and runners inside that tunnel. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And then once they get out, they go out to the um to the village. Yeah, the village where they're. I think someone's when sniped. they start shooting and sniping. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sad that they cut out that part. That's the part I wish they would have cut. Cause, they keep that. Yeah, because I thought that was great. I thought that was one of the best parts of the of the game. You know, the, the, having to get out and then once they get out of that tunnel, it says do not go inside, dead inside, or clickers mm-hmm. or monsters inside. I was like, oh, that was great. But they went in through the back, mm-hmm. which is why no one remembers. Yeah. But I thought it was – I'm sad that they cut out that part. How, what do you think of um, – Again, I'm 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 kind of smushing four and five together as in one story. Do you think that this was a like? What do you think of all, from what you've we've seen so far? What do you think of the how the direction of the this show is going? And do you think it's gonna be a memorable? I don't know if this is gonna be a season two. They're ready to renew yeah, it for season two, and it's gonna, gonna be based off the game it's part two. So did they in part two a part of the game? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that sucks. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I didn't hear. A, yeah, I it's not going to be a continuation. It's going to be. I mean, here's one thing. I would hope that they don't show when Ellie gets old. It's maybe the in between stages of the, you know, the, the but that's part. You know, I I don't know, but Ernest says that, you know, the the part two is going to come out in season two. So that, I mean, that's the statement I've seen from the directors. So I mean, oh, it's got to be accurate. <laughs> so well, Neil Brockman, you better be writing season three for the game pretty soon because shit, we're gonna be. Because if we wait for another ten years for a third game, it's gonna suck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> according to them as well, they're not supposed to continue. They're supposed to. They're trying to end it with two, you know, like part two of the Last of Us. Yeah. They don't want to do a trilogy, but uh, I'm not sure how in concrete that is. Well, the show's gotta move. The yeah. show's gotta move on. Yeah, like he, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let, okay, so now let's go with the uh, bullet train. Now. um... I don't know. This came out. This is considered an action movie, action comedy, mm-hmm. of uh, five assassins on a bullet train, and they're all going after this briefcase that's filled with money. Of course, there's always got to be like you know a gizmo or something that they have to go after. Uh, it's based on the old book though, based on a book by I forgot who the Japanese uh, direct uh, writer is, but it's pretty truthful to the book. What the, according to the book is, well, I never, I didn't even know it was a book. I thought it was a manga to actually be be honest. That would kind of make more sense based off the theme of everything. The comedy, mm-hmm. yeah. The characters. I just thought it was a very well diverse movie. It was. Now this reminded me of Smoking Aces. Hmm. A lot of people was trying to like you know think of this like as, a, as like a Pulp Fiction movie. But I'm like, no, it's not. That's it's what I thought. All I could think of watching this movie during watching this movie is, man, this this person was very influenced by Tarantino, seemingly. By how? Uh, I guess just, you know, heavy action scenes with comedy in it, throwing subtle comedy, not something over the top, but just subtle comedy like them stopping the fight when uh, people's com- uh, delivering their drinks and whatnot, trying to act normal. Oh. Stuff like that. Like from Kill Bill, I think they right, did Right, right, yeah. yeah. I'm going to introduce you guys to my pet real quick. Uh-oh. Actually, <laughs> pet sitting for a friend, but this is Canela. It's a little, what color chihuahua is that? Uh, like a little, I guess, 
um, cinnamon colored chihuahua. Okay, we call it cinnamon. <laughs> but anyways, I, I'm going to put has it down. To, she has to, of course, you know, stop the world for her. Mm. Oh, of yeah. course we do. Um, But it, it's it was... I, I loved it. I personally loved it. I, I don't think there's a single character. Even... Uh, I didn't know... What was his name? Uh, the Spanish guy? Oh, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Oh, Bad Bunny. I didn't even know who Bad Bunny oh, is. I, I, I am old. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm old. I did not know all these new singers, whatever. And I'm just thinking that he was a regular actor that doesn't talk. <laughs> I'm glad when I saw him dressed in a Mexican, like uh, with a with a Mexican buckle and really Mexican cowboy. Oh, what do you call that? Machismo? No, no, no. It's uh, Ranchero. Just, just a Ranchero, yeah. Oh, so yeah. just a, a Mexican cowboy. When I saw him, a Bad Bunny with that, I was like, okay, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I thought it was great. It was very diverse. Okay, and that 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 was made on purpose so that we can appeal to multiple masses around the world, so we can get more money around the world. You know, they pick the best a- actors from different parts of the world, and then they put them together in a movie. And that's exactly what they did with Bullet Train. It was very, very diverse. And when I saw Bad Bunny play a Mexican, I was like, "Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. shoot me now!" Is he not Mexican? He's not Mexican. He's Puerto Rican. Oh. And when I saw him, I was like, dude, okay, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> I personally don't like Bad Bunny. I don't like his music. I think he's just, he just mumbles. Well, yeah, it's, like it's, it's a new age mu- music. Of just mumble, yeah, mumble rapping, man. mumble singing, mumble. He just, uh, <sighs> I haven't yeah, heard his music. Uh, well, uh, you know, count yourself blessed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Count yourself Stay blessed. on that route. <laughs> you know what's interesting is the uh, Ladybug. Played by Brad Pitt and his dynamic with, I didn't know. Okay, it took me a while to know that Sandra Bullock was the lady on the phone. Mm-hmm. Really, I w- I knew instantly with her voice. Well, I, I, she has a very unique voice. Well, the thing is, I'm thinking like, okay, this she sounds very calm. Like, who is this person? I'm going through my, ca- you know how you catalog. See, this is why I'm better with eyes than voice. Oh, how sweet. Names. <laughs> so I go through this list and I'm like, who the heck is this person? I know, I know what's going on. And at the end, I'm like, oh. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny because they just did a movie together uh, together not too long ago. Oh, yeah, where she's with Channing. T- I forget what it's called, but um, Brad Pitt's like the hero, the bad. Yeah, and he ends up dying. That's, uh, <laughs> that's fucking classic. Uh, but, again, his character is so stupid and how he just falls. And he says, oh, I'm just bad luck. But he just so happens to always have good right luck. T- yeah. Yeah. And that's the funny thing about, about being called ladybug because in I don't know, like a lot of Asian cultures, ladybugs are actually good luck. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he kept on saying, no, I'm having the worst luck and stuff like this. I'm, I'm well, wasn't he on a spiritual journey as well, trying yeah. to be more calm and whatnot? Well, yeah, he was telling all his life story to yeah. what's the name of uh, Sandra Bullock and yeah. the story? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember her name. Her okay, story. well, her code name, whatever it was. Um, Brad Pitt is telling his life story to her, you know, while he's on the way to do some shady <laughs> shit. <laughs> he, says he doesn't want to kill anymore. He's more calm and whatnot. But he's still doing the job. His, his, was he an assassin or was he oh, yeah. just right, right. A, uh, a pickpocket? Like a pickpocketer? I'm pretty sure he's an assassin. Yeah, he, he was a hitman. So just all of a sudden he's like, I don't want to kill nobody? Yeah. He, he went on a spiritual journey and how stress is bad for him. Oh, my God. That's what I'm what, telling what you. That's very to, that's very American. What a perfect time <laughs> yeah. to go on this. Uh, the my two favorite characters though, 
tangerine and lemonade lemon oh my god they were so funny I have okay, so ta- Tangerine played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, which we all know. I know him really from uh, Kick Ass, mm-hmm. and um, Brian T. Uh, he actually, Tyree Henry. That guy, he actually is. He comes down in Avengers. Yes, he's yeah. a Quicksilver. Quicksilver, which yeah. I'm like, I didn't care too much. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, but he's. Dude, he looks so much different. He, oh, in he, a lot of his movies, he does. Like he's in what Savages, um, Tenet. Like yeah. he, there's for no some way reason, he's in there. Yeah, he, it's that's what I'm saying. Like he has that. Oh, face, that's right. He wasn't. You just can't tell it's him sometimes. He was the leader of the of the red team or the blue team, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, you know when they were at the very end. Yeah, I don't remember that. I I, I don't know. I fell asleep with Tenet. Oh man, <laughs> I thought he was it. good, Love but it. I had to rewatch it. It took yeah, it took a couple watches to yeah. do this. Uh, his his partner Lemon was played by Ty- Brian Tyree Henry, who's I think he's known for Atlanta, and he I think he does other. He does a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he's just he's coming up. I know he's mm-hmm. just really I don't want to say coming up because he's been in a lot. He was in uh, MCU, so. Was oh, that's yes, right. He was the uh, eld- um. What's the show or what's the movie? Eternals. Eternals. Mm-hmm. He was the yeah. He's the one who makes stuff, which was, uh, I was oh yeah. Him and they made him gay too. Up. Yeah, they made him gay. Okay. But she wasn't in the show. But yeah, whatever. Um, the one character that threw me off, Shannon, Michael Shannon. Who's Michael? As, uh, oh, he's great. As a uh, as White Death, he was the leader. He was the Russian leader. Oh, General oh Zod. God, yes, Zod. that threw me off too. Now here's the thing about Michael Shannon. I don't understand. In every single role he does, he's great at it. Oh yeah. Even though he doesn't match it. Oh, I'm like wondering why of all the people, why did you pick this person? Quick, but, uh, just really quickly, I'm gonna stop this conversation real quick, and I'm gonna tell you, after watching Bullet Train, guess what movie I watched and he was in it? What? Iceman. No. Eight Mile. Oh, is the stepfather or the oh, yeah, stepdad. stepdad? He played that part well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he played it really well too. But I saw him and he looked so different. Oh my God! I saw him with uh, act with Eminem, and this dude looks so skinny. Like he was young. I think he was like in his like early thirties. Man, probably yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah, but anyways, just a cool fact. It's like I saw him, and it's like wow, contrast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he done. He does a lot of crazy. Ro- like if you want a crazy person, but you don't want to go with um, what Duvall? Nicholas Cage, Mikey <laughs> Rope. <laughs> yeah, there's some. You know, he's just one who can go all out. I mean, even for Man of Steel, he he took over. Uh, Zod's yeah, yeah he did yeah. amazing you role. seen Bug oh okay I didn't want to talk about that because that's one of my, my favorite films that one in Shelter that he did I haven't seen Shelter but Bug was insane Bug I mean the manipulation of someone to make someone think that that's what's going on that there's bugs around and for him to actually and you can just, at, towards the end you're starting to believe like, you're kind of wondering if he's mm. true or not yeah that's the whole premise of it Oh. You know, I think we should grab that and talk about our favorite movies on the next episode. Ah, oh, there's way too much. We're going to have to do like... That's absolute. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We should talk about our favorite movies on the next episode, and we can bring out the absolute everything, the best thing that we can talk about, though. Yeah, that's oh, a good idea. That is a good... Yeah. Uh, but with this movie, what do you think of the deaths and... I don't... The deaths and the fight scenes and stuff like that that happened through, throughout here? I thought they were brutal but funny. What was the one, uh, the Sting? The Hornet? Yes. When oh. they start bleeding out. Yeah. She's like, bitch. <laughs> Her last words were bitch, I think. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she uh, she had this big-ass needle, and she just 
stings the guy's son, and then he's just his eyes and everything's coming. And he out. like yeah, I don't know, but when when it gets to the Brad Pitt scene where she like drops the needle and it falls in Brad Pitt's hand, yeah, and then he just takes it out and stabs her. It's like, <gasps> it's like <laughs> what? And then he, they were just like looking into each other's eyes because he he probably knows that he has a, an anti venom, mm-hmm. and they were just looking at each other's eyes like he's waiting for it. Make your move, make your move, make your move. And she does, and she he just like snatches that anti venom, like puts it on him. <laughs> I that was that was that, that was that really was good time. Yeah. Like, are you really okay? Good. And she, you have another one, right? You yeah. have another one. And she's like, "What do you think, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> no, Is that but, for like food poisoning or something? Oh, I. I don't know. I think that's just like a, something a strong venom. That no, no, no. That's why the snake was there. Mm-hmm. The snake is hers. Mm. I thought it was the, it was the Asian guy. No, the snake is hers. It's oh. a lot of different characters to go around. It's kind of hard to keep up. No, it the is. snake was hers, but they just bumped into I guess a luggage or something and fell, and the the snake fell. Mm-hmm. But that stings. And the fact that she was in that little, I don't know, costume. <laughs> that was just, uh, how to make something wacky wackier, but make it work. That's I I love this film. The one t- okay, so Joey King plays as that British. I don't know. If she's, no, she's actually Russian. The daughter of a white death. Yeah. Oh, the little girl. I don't know. My least favorite actor. Uh, my least favorite character. And I say acting because her acting. Because was she good. wasn't that complex. Yeah. They just she's made like, her look like she, she was just smart. She seems to have daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is always goes with it. Even uh, Hiroki Sanada, who played as the, the you know the old. The old elder Japanese Scorpion. guy, the father. I love mm-hmm. him. Ah, oh. and the Last Samurai. Mm-hmm. That's actually where he started his career. Really, in that one? Yeah, that's the, his big debut. Huh, I thought he would do more. Well, he's in the Avengers as well. He, he gets killed by Ronin. Oh, that's right. He always plays those mm-hmm. badass parts. I mean, if you need an old wise Japanese person, that's that's him. That's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, he's great. He's an amazing actor. I love watching his stuff because he does it well. Ugh, I just saw a picture of Bad Bunny on here on IMDb. Oh, yeah, he does uh, look weird. He does not look like he did in the movie. Right? He has the glasses and everything. Yeah. Every, oh, I'll show you right now. He has like this. Uh, I, I know what he looks like, man. You don't You don't need to show He's me. doing the duck lips. <laughs> see, Bad Bunny is like, like if you look at him, that's what you see when you're on acid. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Bunny. Well, okay, so finally, what would? how would you want to rate this movie? Um instant classic i'm be, i'm harsh on this movie just because i like i said i felt it was a little too tarantino uh inspired overly overly done in my opinion i give it a good six though good six a good six it wasn't terrible it's, it's one of those movies that you just want to watch one time exactly yeah. it's a one time it's not rewatchable didn't hit me not where me. i wanted it to not for me it's just like a one-time thing i have it on netflix now and and i don't even want to watch it like i'd rather watch forge and fire Ugh. Like if you're having a party, you can throw it on and people will be entertained. You know that is true. I would say that. Uh, yeah, it's a party movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one, Ernest. Here's the thing, it is that is true. If you just need a quick action movie, not thinking, just want to see a good dialogue, whatever, this is really good. I would give it. I'll give it. A, uh, I'm I'm a little higher than you. I'll give it about a, a seven, because it, it it know. It oh my know, god, you guys are so like. You're so harsh. I guess I'm so nice. I was gonna give it like a seven point three. Well, I'm very specific. We don't do digits on that. But I would say this is a good. It, it's not. It's close to bite on DVD, and almost constantly stream worthy. I would say that. I'd stream it once more, but only over dinner with family or friends. Well, you I wouldn't know, put it in the queue. I know this. You will stream <laughs> this movie before you ever watch 
the one you picked yesterday. Oh my God! Yes, 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 yes. I would watch Bullet Train no. so many times before watching another musical. Okay, so this is uh, Tick Tick Boom, uh, directed by Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda. This is his first actual movie he ever did. So this is before Into the Heights. This is right after he did um, uh, Hamilton. So. And th- I think this is during the same time he did El Canto, too. But he just did the music for that, right? I don't know. I don't okay. know anything about music. So, Tick, Tick, Boom is a kind of a show based on Jonathan Larson, who is the creator of Rent. Mm-hmm. And it is his little um, play adapted to a movie on his life dealing with being 30 in the 90s. That's why it's called, it was first called 30 90s. And his struggles in making his movie as a Barbie play Superbia, I think it was called. Right, right. First of all, let's go with your your idea first. What do you think of it? Let me put it to you this way, man. I, <laughs> I only watched like the first like 45 minutes of the movie. Dude, I cannot stand musicals. What about Andrew Garfield? Can you stand Andrew Garfield? No. Wow, first yeah, no. time I've ever hearing that. No, not even then. I, I, I didn't even like his Superman, I mean Superman, Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Oh, man. I just, here's the thing. I'm not into musicals. I was not into Andrew Garfield, not you know in that way, but I just, I, I'm not, I just don't like musicals, man. Like, I tried my best to keep watching it when you, you know, but it's like I could only get through like 45 to like 48 minutes. See, I, mean, no. I agree with the. No, go ahead. With the, uh, I'm not big on musicals either. But the thing with this film, it kind of captured um, anyone who's creating uh, or who's a creator and wants to focus on their dream like that. Really captures the aspects of how that can ruin your your social life, your relationships, and all that. So that's what I liked about it. Here's the thing for for me, musicals. The biggest cliche is they always sing about their feelings. That's it's it. an expression of that's it. But that's the thing. That's it. There's nothing more creative to it. It's like, oh, I feel sad. Let's sing about it. <laughs> oh, hey, oh. Okay, so I'm happy. I, Let's sing about it. Let me. <laughs> okay, I get what you mean because it's it's like going into a different universe and it's showing their emotion, right? Through music, Through and, music. And, and that's fine. I'm sure there's people out there who love it, but for me, be original. Musicals have not evolved. In any way, shape, or form. Okay, so funny you say that because Jonathan Larson is the reason why music musicals has evolved. Because back in back before he started Rent, it was more of a very artsy like opera, la la la. You know, they have like this big huge set. But he actually was the first one to actually put rock into it and have a different way of looking. Like different musical instruments and okay, let me put it to you this way: Did they sing about their feelings back then? When? Back in the early musicals that you were talking about. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. So it hasn't evolved. No, but it's 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 the type of it's like the the culture of it because it was mainly it was mainly for the upper, like you know, the people with their nose up their ass. It wasn't for the calm. It didn't talk about the common struggles of people but did they sing about their feelings so okay, okay before we go with this <laughs> i know you're there's a lot of this but let's it is okay so the thing with jonathan lark if you know about the film it is how i took it is it is the struggles of you have a dream 
you want to get there. He had a goal. He wants to go in there. And like for him, 30 is old. You know, they think about when we're being like actors or we're trying to make our first movies and we're trying to get funding. We're trying to write this stuff. And we're like, fuck, like at 30, though, I know, I know for for most people, 30 is too early. I mean, I think I guess you can't rush, you know, whatever your journey is. You know, each journey is different for 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 any for everyone. But don't sing about your feelings. What would you like them to sing about? You know, just if you're gonna sing, sing about other things. I don't know. I guess that's why you gotta watch South Park. They they don't sing about their feelings. They, they sing the about shit. Random random stuff. You like know. You it, it, but see, so that's why I said that this. I'll put this. I put this on your list because it's. For me, this is an, an, a very important movie that to be made. It, and it's very rare for me to say, like, this is something that people, this should be a part of, of movie history. Because this is actually, it's a game changer. Like, this is someone who, before you, if you can understand any struggles, of, especially, in the, especially in the in the 1990s. Because the 1990s it was a whole big with the whole uh, AIDS epidemic and it had people just struggling. It was, it was, a, it was a shitty time. And Rent was, I guess, I, I, look, I don't like the, the, the musical Rent myself. I think it's very kind of, I don't, I just, I don't get it. But I don't get people singing about their feelings. It, the whole story behind it <laughs> of the, how gay wasn't, people being gay, that wasn't really a big thing and how their struggles and especially the whole bohemian area of New York of it being a poor place. It's like, it's, the struggles, it's like back then people used to go to Florence to try to make the art. And I agree with you. I think the the movie portrays really well those uh, society, I guess, problems. I, I agree. What I saw, they portrayed every single emotion really well. But I think, me personally, musicals are for people who love musicals, people who love music, people who are artists and are into music. I'm not. No. Me personally, I like to tell a story to try to tell its feelings visually, but visually in the way where we can have an actor portray those feelings and actually showing how a human behaves. Because you don't go around the street seeing someone who's like, oh, hey, he's singing. Oh, he probably has depression. You know, oh, he's well, singing yeah. his feelings away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy, <laughs> yeah. that guy is probably has mom issues. You know, he's singing about his mom. Me personally, I like something more realistic than just musicals. And that's the problem that I have with them. I like realism in movies. I like to see an actor struggle in a movie. I like to see him I like to see him come out of it. I like to see what he does to be able to come out on top of that situation. He doesn't sing his problems away. Well, he didn't. Jonathan Larson didn't. He just he failed he actually failed. Now I, I know you I know you didn't finish it, but after doing this whole thing, losing his girlfriend, basically like living on, I don't know, probably rice and noodles, his, uh, and he made this play, he made a Superbia, it, it did not pick up a single fucking thing. No, and I understand that. I and just don't like to see it in music. No, I, I understand. I'm just saying, you may not like the, st I know you hate the musical, but if you can, the, the story behind the Jonathan Larson. I don't hate it, man. It was not it was, for me. It was a very yeah. I yeah. I know. I know. I'm not speaking as a music part. I'm just saying as the the story part of this, it, it, it's a good story. And the fact that he died, 
He died before he died on the day his rent was came out. That sucks to go through all that, and then after that, you die from some kind of like heart condition that yeah, was yeah, mis um, misdiagnosed. Yeah, misdiagnosed. They told yeah. me it was fine, and uh, then he oh, I didn't get to that part. Yeah, that's that's a that's the that's the why this is it's a tragedy of someone who could have been like imagine like someone of a director well because it was a true story. who died before his 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 work came out like mm-hmm. if let's say spielberg died before jaws came out but then it still came out and it came so big and now you're wondering what other great things he would have made well that's what i liked about it i could have done without the music you know what if it wasn't a musical i still would have enjoyed the story of his his struggle and his life as a creator you know artist. personally i think that if it didn't have music in it i would have watched it i would have sat down and be like wow this is a good drama probably would have yes. been better yeah but I, I guess like, I understand the I understand the your music part and I don't think anyone will ever get you. I mean I think we would have to like glue your eyes open to watch Elk Elk. Uh, maybe Encanto can probably be the one music. I didn't even like. watch that one. Oh God, you can't even watch a Disney. The only movie. thing, the only musical I've ever seen has been La La Land, and I wouldn't even consider that a musical. Yeah, I don't think because it that. But, uh, exactly, yeah. it's more of a. Well, anyways, that's the only musical I've seen, and it is not. They don't sing about their feelings away. Trust me, go- trust me. Get, just watch South Park bigger, longer, and uncut one time. All right, I'll check it out. I think that's <laughs> gonna be my homework it. for next for the it's next episode. <laughs> oh God, we're trying to. You'll be well, singing it when you come back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are trying right. to find one. If you can, in the comments, name one musical that he will like. We would probably have to send you a gift or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you can convert this guy, you can convert anyone. Uh. But see, like, there's a couple of things I love about this, the um, the therapy music between him and Vanessa Hutchinson. Now you've seen that. Now the one thing I like about how this goes, it's like when you're having a conversation with your spouse and you both are just saying the wrong things and then nothing's coming out, and it's the way it's done is such a comical like. It's subtle comedy and you know yeah. reality that we don't really notice, but it's there. It is, and maybe they could have done it through the regular dialogue, but the fact that they are singing like because the tone is more like country, and hill, I want to say I don't want to say hillbillyish, but really it's one of those like you both are two speaking two different language and no one's saying what they really want to feel, and then that way it just ended the way it ends is like you know what, fuck it, we're gonna go, so, you know, it's too late to have sex, so we have to go work, so let's just go to sleep. They ignore their feelings through music. And you know what's the funny thing about this is that sh- the whole time she's asking him, hey, tell me how you feel. But instead of t- telling him and singing it, he's just not expressing it to her because he doesn't want to. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not. It's hard for him to to relate to that. But I don't know. Um, it's a good movie. I mean, he did got nominated for best acting. For, and he was actually singing. Which he, he did. did. He did very well. And he did pretty. Yeah, he did pretty good considering that. But he I got. I can do without the facial expressions that he was making and all that. But his voice is, is better. Well, I think that's what he did in the thirty. Right, but it's kind of like cringe to watch a little no, bit. No. Okay, so not speak it about. W- it was an entire cringe for me. <laughs> so cringe not speaking about. How about the the transitions of? Okay, so most musicals, what they would do is they will stop the movie and then do do a whole music. And this one was kind of interesting is that they, whenever he started doing a music or a song, he kind of went back on stage. So it was like they had, 
it was like him doing his uh, his memoirs on stage with the singing, but you saw it through acting. Does that make sense? I mean, the way that it was told is it's it's kind of interesting because it's not just hey we're gonna stop and sing on the streets. It was like hey we're gonna do a performance on stage. You know how. When you're interested in something, you pay attention, right? Oh, you did not pay attention. Right now, I kind of just spaced out so <laughs> bad in the things that you were talking about, dude. It's so bad. And I am so all sorry. Right. And no, no, no. It's like, I am so sorry. But all this, I, I just spaced out right now really bad that I did not hear a thing that you said. We appreciate the honesty. Appreciate I am so honesty. sorry, man. All right. All right. Well, we'll close it up here. Before we... I so, just... Here's the... I don't want the audience to think it's like, dude, Fernando's an a-hole. He did not hear. It was like, I just... My mind just like started wondering like, okay, so what color are the flowers now? Yeah, you got to edit a little bubble above your head. Yeah. I was yeah. like... Uh. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll stop talking about this movie. Uh, I honestly... I would give it a... It's an instant classic. I know you would just say... We don't care about you. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ernest? What do you? I mean, how would you? I mean, is this something that you would have to? Uh, it's maybe a one or two watch. You know, I definitely felt the debut version or side of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but on first watch, I'll say I give it a seven. Okay. Well, you know, the first forty-five minutes that I watch, I'll give it like a two point three. There you. Go. Damn. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> all right. Well, that's pretty much we have all today. Today is also Super Bowl Sunday. So before we go, uh, any predictions on uh, today? If I know, I don't know if you guys both watch football, but I do. The Lakers look- take it. The La- <laughs> <laughs> I do watch football, but this is just not my football. No, but I mean, you can at least say like who who you think is going to come out at the very end. It's well, the Chiefs versus the Eagles. I go more for the Eagles on this one, but I'm just gonna watch it for the commercials. Ooh, we and should the have halftime a, show. Yes, we will have the next week's show will also be about the best commercials we've seen for a Super Bowl. Sounds so, good. Uh, for me personally, I hate the hate the Eagles, so I will want the Chiefs to win because I rather have. I, I don't know. Less, like I said, it's lesser of two evils. Uh, Ernest, you don't you don't watch Brady. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know who was playing until you. Just <laughs> He's it. like, I didn't even know the Super Bowl was uh, here I, today. Totally <laughs> well, at least watch it, watch it for the best commercials on YouTube. I mean, just yeah, I'll definitely. I mean, they uh, after they, uh, I believe they put like compilations of Super Bowl commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm so looking I'll forward just watch to watch right that. that. Yes, I mean, well, I hope all you guys have a good Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, next week we'll come back. Uh, we we should have a lot more to say about you know Last of Us or other uh, shows. No, the next time we're going to do our favorite movies. Oh, yes. Favorite. So let's rewatch our favorite movies like for the 50th time or 100th mm-hmm. time. And then let's talk about them next time. Oh, also, fun, uh, yeah. like I said, we also have our uh, Grammys are coming up. So we will be also listing pretty soon of our uh, winners and losers and uh, Grammys. Not Grammys. I'm sorry. Oscars. Oh, God. Gra- okay. Now we're talking. No, no, Grammys happened last week, uh, earlier this week, and a lot of BS happened. But I that's neither here or there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you. This is Daniel. This is Ernest. And this is Fernando. And uh, thanks for coming with us with Movie Talks. We'll see you next week. All right. Take care, guys.